You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Three, two again. Low fastball, Lance Lynn. Ends the threat and the Sox keep the lead. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Jason Benetti on the White Sox call. There's Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ronji, BetQL Daily. We're here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. Good work there, Jake Hassan, coming back with some Sox sound because that's where we need to start, Ron. So that is your doubleheader of the day the White Sox hosting the Royals and these two teams headed in opposite directions, man, the the White Sox number one in run differential, number one in winning percentage, number one in runs per game in all of major league baseball and Kansas city. It doesn't matter the opponent after getting swept by Detroit. doesn't matter. They just can't buy a win. It is now 11 straight losses and a team that uh recently was leading the AL Central they are now 27th in run differential in major league baseball. Yeah, I think it was just 2 weeks ago, not even 2 weeks ago. Um or maybe exactly 2. Yeah, it was probably like May 1st. That team's in first place in the division. Everything's looking right for them. Um they had a positive run differential. It wasn't you know, it wasn't great, but they were scoring more than they were giving up and look at us now. You know, two weeks later, I mean, they, they were 16, <laughs> they were 16 and nine at the time, and they still are stuck on 16 wins. Just it, it's really incredible how bad that is. But I think, you know, uh, for me, looking at the division, looking at the Royals, looking at the roster, you know, I could see them being a pain in the butt for a lot of teams in the division, but there was just no way for me they were going to win the thing even though people were trying to talk themselves into it. And I feel like there's always that one team and the Royals tend to be that team. A lot of times that people like to talk themselves into it. The, you know, the, the early parts of the season and say, look, this team, uh, they could probably win the division. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the pirates could win the national league central, but they're not going to, and Kansas city is not going to win this division either. And things are, you know, they, they have evened out, uh, here in the last two weeks, they're just they're, they weren't going to be a serious threat to win the whole thing. But now you have to look at the White Sox and Cleveland and what they're doing. And you also have to kind of start to worry about Minnesota because that twins team is supposed to be good. Rough, rough. Mm. Man, they don't look anything like they should right now. And we'll, like we, we'll see if it changes, but they're in bad shape. We've been talking about it over the last couple of weeks. There's a rush to look for the team that's going to win the Central, not name the White Sox. And right. we just might be looking for something that doesn't exist, right? Like that's the Sox are playing 
um, at, at the top of the American League, just like the Yankees, like we expected going into the year. Like, yeah, they are so good. The injuries just might not matter. And then once they get their dudes back late in the season, really watch out. If they're playing like the best in baseball right now, really watch out. Okay, bad news for the Royals here. Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech. <laughs> yeah. Real bad. We could yeah. easily be talking about a 13-game losing streak when play wraps up today. Uh, Lucas Giolito, if you're if you're looking at the numbers, like, oh, what's so great about Lucas Giolito having a down season? Hold up. I know he has a 4-1-4 FIP on the year, but he, he's really turned it around over his last few starts, and he dominates the Royals. My angle for today with uh, Sox Royals. Now it's tough to back the Sox because you have to lay minus two ten in game one. A lot minus one ninety one in game two. Are they going to sweep today? Because if you want to parlay the money line for both of these games, you can get the White Sox uh, checking points bet at plus one twenty five to win both games today. Well, that's probably the only way to do it, unless you wanted yeah. to go with the White Sox team total, which is. Okay. The, the over is three and a half at minus 105. Uh, seven innings, yeah. I, I know Should. it's seven innings, but Should. you're facing Brad Keller, who kind of sucks, and the Sox have done uh, pretty well against him. So Same thing um, with it, Junis, too, by the way. It's a 504 FIP against the Sox. Yeah, and, and so in game one, at least, if you just want to bet on an individual basis, like an individual game basis, maybe you can go for the Sox team total over three and a half. Um they don't have the strikeout props yet for Giolito, so can't really tell you about that. And they certainly don't have the uh, strikeout prop for for Kopech for Game 2 either. But those are probably a couple of things you want to watch out for, um, see what the numbers are when they finally do come out. But you're right. I mean, we could very easily, and in fact, I'd almost, uh, I'd almost lean toward, weird things happen in baseball, right? But yes. I'd lean toward this being a 13-game losing streak before the day is over, or once the day is over. I, I will likely, as long as the number's not too high, I will likely go with Kopech. Now, the concern there yeah. is how deep is he going to go? Uh, it's his first start since April 25th, but in his last start against Texas, a uh, strikeout-prone team, he did have 10 Ks. So that don't you be... Don't you want to stretch him out if you're the Sox? Don't you want to start to do that? I thought by now this would start to happen, but it's only when they really need him in doubleheader situations. So far. I think, yeah, I think you want to try here. But at this point, what the Sox have um, going for them, actually, is who do you replace in the rotation at this moment? You know, that's, yeah. that's the only thing. I mean, if you're going to take somebody out of the rotation permanently, is there anybody, the way they're pitching, that you think, yeah, he's got to go. They're just, yeah. there isn't anybody. Yeah, they're, they're not. People keep talking about it locally. They're not going to a six-man. No. Because why do you want Giolito pitching less? Why, right. You know, Keuchel's had success. He's not as great as he once was. Yeah. But why do you want Lance Lynn Look, pitching fewer games? It's something the Sox have done before. Teams have, to the Sox had done it uh, probably about, if I remember right, like 2012, or it, it could have been right before that, they did the same thing, but they only did it for a, a, like a month or two. They didn't do a permanent six-man rotation because sure. they had so many starters they felt like they could go to. This is just not one of those situations you want to do it. And I agree, just on just looking at it in a vacuum, Michael Kopech belongs in a rotation, but I don't know who you take out right now. Kopech, 40% K rate, 161 ERA, 
162 FIP. Mm-hmm. Those numbers are real, man. Those yeah. numbers are real. So I, I would take a look at the Sox sweeping today, even though we see splits all the time in baseball. Right. But the, the way these two teams are playing, uh, that's the route that I would go. And uh, I would Rogers, certainly be surprised if they don't win game one because Keller stinks against them. And Eunice against Kopech. I mean, yeah. come on. Come on. Um, so like the Sox in both of those games today, a couple uh, different angles. San Francisco against Pittsburgh, got Kevin Gaussman against Tyler Anderson. I think a lot of people inclined to take the Giants the way uh, they're playing right now, going against the Pittsburgh bunch. They are uh, they have the second worst run differential in all of baseball, but surprisingly, Tyler Anderson off to a very strong start, ERA and FIP of three on the season. Yeah, and he's been pretty good against San Francisco as well. That OPS yep. is under 700. It's 632, which there's not a whole lot of offense there. On the flip side, though, Kevin Gaussman uh, against the Pirates has pitched even better. 466 is the OPS there. Um, here's what I do like for the game. I like the under. It was 7.5, and, and for whatever reason, I'm looking at points back. It's off the and board. It's off the board right now. So yeah. if it's still seven and a half and it was minus one twenty four, I like the under for this game, and I lean towards San Francisco at least. And this is one of those. Um, I mean, I don't know. It, it's the first five run line for San Francisco to be up by a run is minus one ten. I like that too. So if you're going to bet on something, but even though it's off the board right now, I don't know how that's going to change. I still feel pretty confident in those two, the under seven and a half and that run line in the first five for the Giants. Yeah, we might have to check back on this because uh, it's not just points, but other books, uh, maybe there's some sort of a pitching change. That's a possibility. So uh, we'll see. Maybe the under would be a look here with Gaussman against Anderson. But again, like we said, it's it's down to seven. Like you wouldn't think that before the year. Oh, Gaussman against Tyler Anderson. Like, okay, the total seven. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a bit surprising. Uh, New York Yankees against Baltimore. It's Kluber against Dean Kramer. The Yankees are heavy, heavy favorites in this one. It is a total of nine. You know, Kluber's numbers, a uh, bit surprising. ERA around three, FIP around four, and Kramer stinks. And, and Kluber has had some good success against the O's. Yeah, Kramer stinks. The Yankees have been good against him with a 921 OPS. The over five team total for the Yankees, that's a bet I like, and that's at minus 115. You might want to go, and and I'm not as confident in this one, but maybe the over, if it's still at nine, it was, uh, the over-under was nine, okay, Uh, at, at minus 118. I feel like that's a pretty good play, but my favorite one for this game is just to take the Yankees team total at um at the over five the only thing is you know how's the the covid situation going to affect new york labor torres is in that as well they've had eight people total involved with the team most of it coaches though um that are not going to be available for them i don't think the coaching staff being unavailable hurts them all that much it's it's more about the guys on the field who are not going to be available and glaber being one of them that could hurt them a little bit, but again, you're you're going up against Baltimore. You should score runs. You've got Kluber going, who looks a little bit better than he did early season. ERA is just over three. Um, so, and and that's still a guy who's pretty good, and he's done well against Baltimore. In fact, he's done really well against Baltimore. So, there's a reason the Yankees are a heavy favorite. And if I'm going to do anything, if I'm going to put any action on this, I'm taking the Yankees over five. 
I just noticed that the uh, this has come down a little bit. So there's some money coming in on the Baltimore side. Is Yankees minus 167 favorites, Baltimore plus 153. But honestly, I don't have a lot of interest in this game. No. Cubs at Detroit. The Cubs are minus 124 favorites. It's a total of nine. Jake Arietta going against Scooball, the uh, lefty for the Tigers. Detroit has won four consecutive games. Wow, four consecutive games here. Uh, Cubs strike out a lot against lefties. It's the Cubs should be heavier favorites, and they're not because people are seeing that the Tigers are a bit on a roll. But let's not forget they're still the worst team in all of baseball, run differential of negative 64. Not like Arietta's been great this year. I don't have a lot of interest in this game. I mean, I am not backing the Tigers, and I'm only getting plus 116. I'll tell you that much. I, I'm backing Arietta. If I'm doing anything with this game, yeah. I'm going to back him. Um, I mean, you're playing in a pitcher's ballpark today, too. So um, I would lean that direction, but I kind of feel the way you do about not being all that interested in doing anything with this. Um, yep. Surprisingly, well, the over is now nine. It was eight and a half. Um, I don't think I I don't like the over so much anymore. If When it was eight and a half, I felt more confident with it, I think, even though I yeah. guess there's not that much of a difference. Um, I'm probably not touching anything here. Nah, I don't want to watch it either. It will not be on my television. This Come trash. on. No. Come on, I'm, Joe. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, here's here's one. Here's one. Tyler Glass now. Do we have to look at the K prop for Glass now and plus money at 808 and a half? Do we have to do that? Let's see. Recently at uh, 11 strikeouts against Oakland, eight against the Angels, 10 against Oakland, 10 against Toronto, seven against the Yankees. 14, 9, 40% K rate on the season. Yeah, I might be looking at uh, the K prop over for glass now. When I need nine, when, when they put it down at eight and a half, I'll tend to look his way. When it's nine and a half, okay, that might be a bit much. It's got to be against, going against a team that's uh, striking out a ton. But by the way, the Mets playing really well. They've won yep. uh, seven consecutive games. And the Mets are my lean here, too. Uh, a plus 139 money line underdog mm -hmm. today. Uh, behind Peterson, who was last time out, not very good against Arizona. But if you look at the two starts prior to that against teams that are, well, one of them's Boston, um, quality start against them, six innings, two runs. He had five innings in one run against Philadelphia. Um, and, and I'd be interested in the in the strikeout prop for him as well, because he struck out 32 in 26 innings. So uh, taking a look at that, and I, it, it did just post here as we started the show. So he's at yep. five and a half. Um, uh, I don't know. Way about juiced that. on the over way. Yeah. juiced On the over. I Even, don't know about that. They strike out a lot against lefties. They do. I wouldn't lay that much juice on Peterson to get at least six K. No, but I do like the Mets to win today. Okay. Have some other angles on the rest of the card, including Philadelphia, Toronto next. That might be uh, one of my strongest, plays of the day. We'll get to that coming up on BetQL Daily. It's Joe Strowski and Chris Ranji. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I mean, you got to go for the double player, right? I mean, I know that he is a fly ball pitcher, and Straw's going to be a tough guy. Well, here is a fly ball hit to the right man in Joey Gallo. We'll see what McCormick's going to do. He's coming home. Here comes the throw from Gallo, and McCormick is out. Joey Gallo does it again. Oh, my goodness. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Ostrowski Raji with you on this Friday. Download the BetQL app today and use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL assists sports bettors of all types and the first time bettors too hardcore make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Promo code daily, 20% off any subscription. Philadelphia, Toronto, as we continue to look at uh, the 16-game card in Major League Baseball, Philadelphia and Toronto, uh, the Blue Jays, a pretty heavy favorite at minus 151, Phillies plus 139, high, high total of 10.5, Vince Velasquez opposed by the Southpaw, Stephen Matz and Ranj. On one side, we've got Velasquez, rough season, but he has success against Toronto and Matt's had all those games when he was wearing a Mets uniform against Philadelphia. He's had some tough times, some hard times, 116 ABs against Philly. They're hitting 328 OPS of a thousand has a six, eight, one FIP against them. Man, do they smash Matt's? Uh, yeah, they certainly do, which is why I'm leaning Phillies in this one as the underdog in particular. I like the first five. And that's a, a, a plus 125 number there. Um, here's the thing to look out for. Gene Segura in this game has just dominated Steven Matz so far. He's He is 8 of 15 against him. And I know it's only 15 at bats. But when you faced a guy 15 times and you've gotten eight hits off of him, uh, there might be a little something there. A couple of home runs. He's got three doubles against him. So, um Segura alone might might get you the runs in, in the first five innings that you need against Steven Matz. So what I do like here is that first five at the yep. plus 125. And the under, is it still 10 and a half? I hope it's still 10 and a half. It is. If it is, I like the under 10 and a half here at minus 109. Philadelphia strikes out a lot against lefties. Now this match yep. number is only four and a half, but it's juiced up on the over. So I would lean that way. But, you know, Matt has had so much trouble against the Phils that I'd be worried about him getting knocked out early. Yeah, it's an 8, uh, what is it, uh, 815 OPS, right? 1,000. Against Philadelphia. Oh, is it 1,000? Okay, yeah. well, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 681 yeah. FIP, 328 average. Yeah. Even worse. And Velasquez, <laughs> I mean, 54 plate appearance sample size, but his strikeout rate's 41%. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 all in on that. I I don't yeah. sometimes I don't really understand the and maybe it's because they're looking at trends or you know like recent trends, that, but I don't really understand the Phillies being such an underdog here. Toronto's the better team. Matt's has ha Matt's has the better rep. Velasquez is not having a good year at all. He's so the history may not matter as much. Right. So well, I mean the ERA fine. the ERA is not terrible. Um Yeah. The, the 418 ERA is not the worst thing in the world. Got a 589 FIP. That's the problem. Yeah, is that he's but concerning. but his his defense is cleaning up a little behind him. I'm with you though in the first five plus 125 on that one. 
there are some ugly, ugly pitching matchups like Smiley against Hauser in Atlanta, yeah. Milwaukee. Any interest? Uh, let's see the Smiley one. Uh, not really. That's fine. Um, you can keep it moving I mean, the, the, if you don't. Yeah, we we can keep moving. The Brewers are are decent against left-handed pitching, even though overall their offense kind of stinks. I don't have a a ton of interest in in that game to be honest. But yeah. the the Braves are kind of struggling right now, though. Their Both team teams totals, are. Their their team totals three and a half. The Atlanta. Yeah. You, I mean, you would think over, right? You would think, but yeah. And how? Here's Hauser against Atlanta. Smaller sample size, thirty-seven mm-hmm. plate appearances, but they're hitting three seventy-five, and he's got a six-four-three FIP against them. Yeah, that's probably I, you know a few starts, whatever. Right. I, I'm. I still don't have a whole lot of interest in nah, in this nah. one today. Well, although it it has, you know, it's 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 early. I mean, we're in the middle of May, um, but it kind of has division race implications a bit. Just because both teams are are not exactly where they thought they were going to be at this point of the season, and um, I, I I think both of them are kind of desperate for for wins. If we're being honest, I mean the Braves are three games under five hundred right now. Sure, I I did sure. not think they would be here, and and that's not insurmountable. And a four game deficit is not insurmountable in that division. But I don't think you want to lose too much ground going up against New York. That's vastly improved and. The Phillies, I think, are better than they were last year as well. You don't want to, you don't want to slip back too much. Not in that I keep, division. I keep checking the World Series odds to see if there's some value on the Braves because I still believe in the roster. Yeah, hasn't slipped that much. It was ten to one to start the season, and we're in the middle of May, and it's fifteen to one. I was hoping maybe that maybe they'll move it down to twenty. Twenty. And I, I would jump in. You won't jump in at fifteen. Yeah, I'm considering it. I'm good, but like I'm watching. Would they lose the last three again? The Braves like, have lost three in a row, yeah. Until I start to see it, th- maybe then I would. Meanwhile, the Mets have won seven straight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, should Zach Grinke be a minus 210 favorite against Texas? I know the pitcher's name is Wes Benjamin, and mm-hmm. we know very little about him making his second career start. But right. Grinke, I was looking at his numbers this morning. His Ks are down. His uh, ERA, his FIP is up. I don't know. I mean, the Rangers can smash from time to time. I just, that's a lot of respect. I, I know the Astros are a great team, second best run differential in baseball, but that seems like a lot. Yeah. Grinky's not having a, a Zach Grinky kind of season. Um, I, I like, I, I know you know this. I'm sort of partial to the first time starters, second time starters, guys who are really unknown two teams getting an opportunity to pitch against them just because sometimes it can throw off a club. Even if you're as good as Houston, you don't strike out much. You're still a really good offense. There are times where you face a first or second time starter. And and you already mentioned it. He's making a second big league start where you're just a little bit off as an offense. And I think it's taken a shot in the dark here a little bit, but um, the Rangers at plus plus one eighty five on the money line today. Something about that I really like. I, I like, I, I just yeah. like the feeling of going up against the starter they've never seen. And, you know, how much can all the video help them, right? Sometimes you have to get a feel for it. You have to see it for yourself. And sometimes it works out in your favor if you're that starting pitcher. So, um, you know, if you want to take a stab at it, you want to live a little, Joe? You gotta, you gotta I like bet to live Texas. a little. Live a little, like Joe. To you gotta, I like you to bet, do that. Bet Texas at plus 185. 
Um, yeah, I might do the first five at plus 180, but either one, either one. I like that a little bit. Uh, maybe you can help me out here because I'm having a tough, uh, tough time figuring out this line. Colorado in Cincinnati, Colorado minus 109. Mm-hmm. Reds are plus 100. And the pitching matchup is Marquez against Wade Miley. Wade Miley with his two ERA and his 3-3-5 FIP. Marquez with a 5-4-9 ERA, 4-2-2 FIP on the season. Why is this a coin flip? Well, it's probably because um, Marquez does strike out a decent amount of hitters. Um, it, but I guess everybody does now. He's, he's good against, against really good against Cincinnati, actually. You know what the OPS yeah. is? 390. Oh, geez. and it's it's not a, it's not a ton of at bats. But Uh, he's he's still done pretty well against them so far. The Rockies are not very good against um, left-handed pitching on the other side. So uh, I I I don't know, man. I mean, it's yeah, I think so. Because with that lineup, and they're really good against right-handed pitching. So I think I'm leaning Cincinnati in this one as well. Whoo! Dodgers are minus two ten favorites. And they probably should be, even though it's against Miami and Sandy Alcantara, because Kershaw's numbers are unbelievable. (laughs) And this is a decent sample size. Uh Like, I was looking at, I I did a double take. I'm like, this can't be right. This can't be right. The Marlins are really hitting 127 against him. They have Mm -hmm. a 179 on base. Oh, the OPS is 372. I don't think I've seen that before in a 63 plate appearance sample size. Is it because against these hitters, it says 281. So for for Kershaw, Kershaw's OPS against either way, Miami. I mean, whatever. That's still terrible. You know, so 42% strikeout rate. Yeah. And I, so I, I got to lean Dodgers here, not just because of that, but because yeah. they are the best team in baseball against right-handed starters. Mm. The total and, is and, down to six and a half. Oh gosh. It was seven last night. Um, right. Would you go under here still? I was feeling under when it was seven. I guess I don't feel great about it because the Dodgers could score seven in an inning. I know. <laughs> that's the thing that makes me nervous. And that's why I yeah. liked it when it was seven, because it, you know, worst case scenario, you don't lose any money. Yeah. If they hit that seven. Um, yeah. I don't know if I feel as confident in the under six and a half, but I don't really want to lay it was minus two twenty one. No, I don't want to lay that to. on a money line. That's that's I'm not, I'm not touching that at all. We, we don't have K props up, but uh, I will take a look at Kershaw's for sure. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, the uh, actually they're up now. For him? So Ker- Kershaw's strikeouts over six and a half is minus one fifty. To go under six and a half, it's plus one ten. Yeah, if I could find uh, some decent juice, wow, I would jump on that. Oh, all right. So the it's five and a half for Alcantara. Yeah. And I'd, that's I'd, dude... go, I'd go with Kershaw though. For the strikeouts, yeah. Yeah. But would you do it at, at one fifty? That's that's tough. That's I feel like the, that's that's going to be tough for me too. Yeah, that's the tough part. I, I would shop around to see if I could find something a little bit better. Okay, speaking of heavy favorites, you've got Max Scherzer going against Riley Smith and his ten percent uh, K rate. Uh, Scherzer 
is up at 36%, 2-3-3 ERA on the season. A lot of success against Arizona throughout his career. It's a large sample size. They're only hitting 208 against him. We like to make cases for dogs. I don't think D-backs is a spot for that. No, not today. Uh, under 600 for the OPS for uh, Arizona against Max Scherzer. I think that's who you want to go with. Uh, anything quickly? Cleveland, Seattle, St. Louis, San Diego. Uh, I kind of like the Cardinals as an underdog of, of okay. 153 money line plus 153 against Joe Musgrove and the Padres. Very good. That's Chris Ranji. I'm Joe Ostrowski. You've got BetQL Daily. We're going to switch things up next. Talk some Stanley Cup playoffs with Jeff Davis, bookmaker over at Circus Sports on the BetQL Audio Network.